the nature of your emergency. Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, joined by Detective Walton. Clint, how are you? I'm good. In today's episode, I wanted to talk about a concept I had never heard about before. And as you listen to this, perhaps you too have never heard about it. And that is hedonic adapting. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. Now, we've all been in a situation where we get something brand new and we're super excited about it. And eventually, that super exciting feeling tends to dwindle. And then once it dwindles... There's something else that we begin to chase. And I think a lot of it has to do with our biochemistry and wanting that next dopamine hit and wanting to feel fulfilled on a chemical level and then perhaps missing out on things more enriching to our lives. And that's what provides us with this tendency to want the next best thing. We get so used to the good things in our life. And that is what hedonic adapting is. We... We always want to do better and to have more. I think it's in our human nature to make sure that we feel fulfilled. But we often externalize what that sense of gratification is in terms of accomplishment by the tangible things in life. I know one of the greatest feelings, I think, Clint, for the both of us in terms of having that sense of fulfillment and wanting to chase that next high it's not something tangible. It's actually travel. You and I both enjoy being able to travel around the world. And because of everything that's happened in these past two years, it's been very difficult to be able to do that. And I think that we've both been missing out and we're stir crazy in a sense. We want to wait until there's a different administration in place and we feel safe leaving our country and then being able to come back to the one that we live in. There's a lot of reasons for that. But I also wanted to talk about the concept of vision boards. We've all heard of vision boards, right? Yeah. It's definitely something that I know a lot of, a lot of people utilize in the self-help world or just in, in the world in general. Like I know men and women both who create a vision board for themselves. And when they put something on that board and they achieve it, like, that's such an accomplishment for them. Like it's an amazing feeling when you do that. Yeah. And essentially if you're not familiar, this is a way to engage the reticular activating system by creating a visual component. You would grab a a board or you can make this as an electronic version, maybe a, a Pinterest or whatever it is that you're comfortable with creating and all the things that you wish to have in your life, whether it's a nice body, a good relationship or money or living in a particular area or your dream job and you you plaster all of these things on this board and the theory is that with continual resonance and by looking at and studying and envisioning all of these positive things in your life that eventually you will find yourself down the path that will allow you to obtain these particular things but there's there's actually a flip side to this that I recently learned about and it's called negative visualization And I think this is so much healthier for us. I'm going to explain why and the way that we do this. And if we could pause for a second and think of the most important thing to us in our lives right now, 
whether it's a person or whether it's your home or your job, whatever the most important thing is that comes to your life in the practice of negative visualization, instead of spending time on all the things that we want and we need and we aspire to, we focus our energy and attention, whether it's during meditation or just silent time with ourselves, perhaps on our drive to work. And we imagine what it would be like to have lost that thing that means the most to us. And this isn't a fun thing to do, right? But if we pause for a second and we think about, you know, if I thought about Clint, for example, and if for some reason you were no longer in my life, and I really think into that so much to the extent that it would trigger emotion, the tendency that that would provoke is for us to have a much deeper appreciation of that thing that we're sitting on and taking the time to imagine going without. I've never thought about it in and and almost that that negative kind of concept vision board and and I can see how impactful it could be to really dig deep on that and it's not a comfortable space that any of us would want to go down or go into but the level of appreciation I think that we would find on the back end of it would completely shift your mindset like I would for for me my perspective of this I would sit down and really think of if I lost Ashley or or whatever she's no longer in my life, whatever that means, like I would dig, dig myself into this greater hole and, and it would be tragic for me. Like I would find myself lost in so many ways and really like sitting on that and like digging deeper and what that means to me personally, like it hurts to think about, but on the flip side, in my mind, and, and Ashley, correct me if I'm wrong, well, I've felt those feelings. Now, what do I need to find? What do I need to do to ensure that doesn't happen? And and let's, it's spinning it onto that positive end of the that vision board. Yeah, and there's two components here. The first one is, after having practiced this several times myself, is to be cognizant of how you're going about practicing it. So, it is very easy from my my own observation for me to think something along the lines of, okay, if Clint were no longer in my life, then I have a tendency to go down this path of all the bad things that could have happened to you, in particular you at work. We don't want to do that. The point is not all the ways that somebody could die, for example, which I think that's probably the number one path that we might go down. The point is to think about all of the other aspects of you know, the, the, how it happened isn't important, but the aftermath and the results, the consequences of that are what's important. So that's number one. Number two, to answer your question is to think on the aspect of gratitude. So the whole point of this is that science has shown that people who are grateful or who count their blessings, so to speak, live more fulfilled and happier lives. So after conducting this practice, and perhaps you change it up on a weekly basis or daily basis in different aspects of your life, and thinking on those things so hard, I think that we will have a natural tendency to show our appreciation a lot more by whatever means we deem necessary. That makes perfect sense. Like, And, and I can definitely see 
going down that rabbit hole of of the cause of losing that individual or losing this this negative image that you're looking at and and instead of going down that is really analyzing the like you said the aftermath like it's something that I think we all need to take time and to practice that more. Yeah, especially with the things that are most important to us in our lives. I know that we might not, we, we might take for granted a lot of the things that are most important to us in our lives. A job is a perfect example. If you are the breadwinner in your household, even if there are times where you might bitch at the thought of your job or have bad days, we all do, but in reality... How can we turn that into something that we are thankful for? If we think about the omission of that regular income that you're used to, how will that impact you? And chances are it could be dramatic. Perhaps it means selling your house or moving in with family or the in-laws or changing schools, changing your lifestyle, no longer going on vacations. Like There's a lot of negative repercussions for not having that particular thing. And I think that that is the point by allowing us to choose things in our life that allow what that currently exist and by flipping it to where we're not wishing for additional things, but we're focusing more on the things that we already have so that we can feel that deeper sense of gratitude. I know that my own body is something that I have accidentally done this with on a regular basis because I've had times where because of my stomach issues, I will, I will feel so bad that I, it's easier for me to feel thankful for the times that I'm feeling so good. Um, there are times when I'm working out and I will just think on how thankful I am to have a body that's easily able to take in water. And for me, you know, peeing a lot, having to pee a lot is a consequence when you take in a lot of fluids. And instead of that being something that we bitch and complain about, how thankful can we all be that we have kidneys that are able to function properly? Especially when I know somebody right now who's going through dialysis and just seeing his pick line and him waking up at two in the morning to go sit for hours a day just to, you know, be able to, um, to get what he needs in order to be able to function with, with a normal body. Yeah. It's, it's, we can, we can look on so many ends of the spectrum on how, how grand or how big this, this vision board positive or negative is. But if we're, our foundation isn't there, like how are you going to project yourself to achieve those other goals as well? Yeah, so I hope that you've gotten some value out of today's episode. I hope that you are not suffering from hedonic adaptation and that you decide to use the practice of negative visualization in order to make sure that you are not. If you've gotten any value out of today's episode, do us a favor, drop a review, subscribe down below. And as always, know that I'm sending you a long, tight hug from my home to yours.